Welcome to Radiant in Real Life. I'm your host, Beth Medley, and we are a community of women focused on becoming radiant in life, leadership, and the pursuit of Jesus. I'm so excited you're here. Welcome back. I cannot wait to share with you our guest for today. We have Dana Martinez here. She is a licensed therapist and actually she was my therapist quite a few years ago and I have had the opportunity to get to work alongside her and see what she does personally and also um, in, in the professional world. And so I cannot wait to share all of your wisdom with our listeners. So thank you for being here today. I'm so honored to be here. It's yeah. a privilege. I just think you are the coolest, and I'm so, so, so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. You're going to make me cry (laughs) at the beginning. Already? We're crying? We can do that. We can do that. Crying is healing. Feel your feelings. It's important. (laughs) Let them come, and then let them leave. Yes. They're visitors. (laughs) They will pass. Just let them come. Yes. So so I think it's so funny, because as we were talking ahead of this, we were kind of like, well, this is kind of how we roll. We just show up and we see what Jesus is going to bring yep. and it's gonna, and it's going to be great. Yeah. But I'm super excited to talk to you today about just some trends that you've been seeing in your office. Yeah. Um, I know you mostly work with women. Is that accurate? That is accurate. I mean, I would work with men, but a lot of them, you know, I think I think just uh, statistically, mm-hmm. more women come to therapy. But you know, on any given time, I'm probably seeing two or three men of different ages dealing with different things. Yeah, okay. but I don't see couples as much. So a lot I do mainly individual, and so yes, mainly women. Even at adole- all the way adolescent women, all the way to you know, I have a 74-year-old. So, yes, mainly see women, adolescents, ages, you know, 12, all the way to about 74. Okay. Yeah. So, I think for my listeners, we talk a lot about, um, we talk a lot about a lot of things, actually, as I'm trying to think about it. Mostly, my heart for my people is to be really well. And mm. so, I... I think that that means we need to start talking about things that aren't really talked about or maybe in the past haven't Mm -hmm. really been talked about. Mm -hmm. And um, being real is my love language. And Mm. I know when I first sat down on your couch, um, Mm. I'm pretty sure the first words out of my mouth were, you said, tell me a little bit about yourself. And I was like, I'm a hot mess. And um, <laughs> and I remember dying laughing. And <laughs> I was like, we're going to get along great. <laughs> like, and I'm like, listen, I don't really want you to fix me. Actually, don't think that's possible. But could you just... <laughs> Could you just tell me if these boundaries that I'm setting are appropriate? Because my husband's too mad. Like, I don't trust him to know if this is okay. I don't know if it's okay. And I don't even recognize if if things are are fine or not. And I've grown up in this. And so Mm -hmm. I really grew up with this this toxic mindset and... and, And it was your normal. It was totally my normal. normal. I didn't know any different. I didn't know any different. So I was very codependent, and I didn't realize even what that was. I think the first time somebody told me that I was codependent, I wanted to punch them in the face. Mm Because I was like, how dare you say that? I don't even like this person. Mm -hmm. But of course I didn't like this person, because I felt Mm. tied to them, right? Mm -hmm. And and so I just, I want to hear from you. Because you see so many women, and you're so good at what you do. Truly, Mm -hmm. I believe the hand of God is on you. And tell me where you feel like women today, what are the main struggles that you're seeing people come in with? 
Well, first of all, let me just tell you, I love that you said you're real because I, that's how I introduce myself to clients. Like what you see is what you get. I cannot separate the Dana that is outside of this room as the Dana that is in here. Um, and, and I think that is such an important thing in therapy. I tell every first client, look, it is about connection. It is about that I get you, I want to get you, that you feel that, and if I'm not it, let me help you find it because that's where the work is gonna happen. Yeah. And so I, I really love that you mentioned that because to me, um, being your authentic self, figuring out what that means, how to be real in relationships, in every one of your relationships, in every stage and season of your life is so game-changing. Yeah. And so I, you know, I recognize that at 48, I, that comes easier to me than it does a 25-year-old or a 30-year-old, but I want to be in that room helping them get there, and I want to model that. So I love that you said that. Um, the other thing I'll have to say before we do the whole kind of themes is I am so big into mind, body, soul. Yeah. So for me, it is about treating the whole person. I am so sick and tired of the world giving help in one area, um, you know, medications for a symptom or whatever, but we're not getting to root anything and so for me it's it's how do I help you in your mind your thoughts the spirals the hard moments how do I help you in your body what can I teach you that changes how you process trauma how you heal from trauma in your body and then where are you with your soul right yeah. and so all of that to me is just it's so so important I can't unsee it now yeah so I also uh, I'm a therapist through a trauma-informed lens, so I'm always seeing things not by diagnosis, but about what happened to you. There's such a brilliant book um, by uh, Dr. Perry and Oprah. Um, if you haven't read it, it's called What Happened to You. It's so good, but it's learning how to not look at people and say, what's wrong with you? Yes. But what happened? And so for me, it's it's letting and hoping and believing that a person is going to be safe enough in that room, feel connected enough to me, safe enough for you to start telling me your story. Yeah. So that is when we can just transform, right? And so that's kind of just who I am as therapist. And those two things I can't I can't separate. I I just mind body soul, holistic health, um and and then trauma informed. Yeah. So, I I think I get a lot of people that read my website and come in because in one of those areas or all, they have connected that they are not well due to past or current things like trauma, right? So part of my job is always helping them understand that what they just told me is trauma. Yes. So I feel like we have to really broaden that definition, right? So in the 80s and 90s, it's PTSD from a soldier or it's rape. We didn't have any other understanding of who might have PTSD or who may have trauma. And so now it's like we have the ACEs. We have a way to help people understand what they grew up in. Um, we, we know that moving multiple times, divorce, bullying, um, living with a narcissistic parent, living in a house where parents argued. These are all traumatic things that affect our brain and our development and how we respond to ourselves and to the world, right? So helping them 
normalize they're not crazy. Mm. They just had hard things. Um, you know, I'm I'm not real big into always giving people a diagnosis. I mean, I do I do these things where I talk to my clients about tendencies. So it seems like you have an OCD tendency. Yes. Your brain is responding to what you've gone through in this way, more OCD-ish, right? Most everybody that's had trauma has anxiety um, in one, one form or fashion. So teaching them that you're not crazy because you have anxiety, your brain's actually working too good mm -hmm. to keep you alive and safe. I think that's transforming for people, right? Like they're not hearing, well, you're messed up. You need medicine. I don't think there's ever hope that that's going to change, right? And then being able on some level to bring Jesus into that conversation where my client is ready to hear yeah. um, that he is the game changer, change factor in all of that. But there are a lot of things we can do to heal ourselves. And personal responsibility and learning how to empower yourself to me is everything. Yeah. I mean, these are the conversations I'm having with my children. These are the conversations my husband and I have. And these are the ones I have with my clients. How can you be more assertive? How can you take back what you need in life? How can you communicate that to others? How can you notice patterns that are toxic and not keep doing it, yeah. right? And that is your responsibility. I mean, mm. that is not another person's responsibility. Um, so that empowering piece to me is what I do across the board probably with everybody. The mind, body, soul, same. Trauma, education same because yes. my belief is that what we have bought into this world is that well I'm just messed up or I just have bipolar or I'm just this and I just take this medication I'm gonna be on it forever and really there's no hope and I yeah. just get really triggered by those kind of mm -hmm. things because my personal story maybe one day we'll do a testimony but Ooh. you know my personal story of healing my body mind and soul was a journey and none of that includes medication now. None of that includes all of the things that I think the world is peddling out there to fix it. Um, and so there are other ways. And so I'm super passionate about helping people with that, which is why I kind of got the integrative mental health certification so that I can help yes. people understand that there's natural things, there's supplements, there's exercise. I mean, there's a study out right now that says people would never need therapy if they understood the importance of exercise in your life, moving your body. People say, oh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we know it releases endorphins. No, there's way more than that. You're pushing trauma literally out of your body when you do cardio and when you move your body. And so, you know, teaching people that, teaching that there's not, it's not just about for your weight, it's about for your life, your yeah. wholeness, your wellness. So that's just one example. So always, you know, I think I had a, a therapist tell me one time, I'm always trying to teach people to grow out of therapy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I always say at the beginning, I'm trying to give you all of these tools in every single area for you to be able to empower yourself to do all this on your own. And then you know what I want you to do? I want you to go out there and teach it to somebody else. Yes. Teach what you have learned. Tell people they're not crazy if they have anxiety. Tell people that's probably trauma and you need to understand how your brain is reacting, right? Go out and teach that. Yeah. Um, I hear something. So I'm that sorry. I, we haven't yeah. even got to the themes yet. I don't even. That's not even. What I like. <laughs> actually, 
actually, as you were talking, I'm like, oh yeah, I totally meant for her to talk to me about like <laughs> as who she is as a therapist. So <sighs> you just like took care of it for me, okay, and good. Jesus just came. So I'm just, super he's thankful. just hanging out. He's just, just giving me us. the words. Yeah, but it's so good. And I'm like, oh, as you're talking, I'm like, amen, amen. <laughs> I'm like so excited about it because I'm like, yes, this has the power to transform lives. And oh. when I really get down to like my mission and what I want to do with with my business Mm -hmm. is I want to help people be who God made them to be Mm. so they can do what God made them to do. And we can run this this faith race. We can run the race of our life really well, you know, and the purpose of that. So that, so you're going back to purpose. And I think, you know, this is also what I try to teach women in therapy. Um, cause you know, of course they're coming at all ages, but I, even a 16 year old versus a 35 year old, they're yeah. similar traits of a woman. But one thing I want them to know is yes, God did probably create you and design you to be a wife and a mother, right? I mean, yes, yeah. those are, those are the big, beautiful, amazing things of our life. But I promise you, he created you to do something that only you can do on Absolutely. the face of this planet. And when you find that there's no better high, there is no bigger high in the best way yeah. to walk in and know without a doubt why you were on this earth. And your identity. Oh, like and knowing that God? he made you to do that. Yes. Um, man, that, you're right, so powerful. And I love that what you do in coaching is that, right? You're helping people, entrepreneurial women that want to create something, but making sure it fits in line yeah. with what Jesus wanted them to do on this earth. Right. And, you know, I was a wife and a mom. I was a stay at home mom for 14 years. I um, owe so much to my husband. Uh, I dreamed of being a therapist since I was 16 in high school. I ended up majoring in undergrad in psychology and social work, did that for a little bit, got married. I then desperately wanted what I never had, which was to raise children in a home with a dad a husband right and not have to work like I saw my mom have to do and so I did that for years and honestly I uh, felt depressed at times I definitely looking back know it was because I wasn't doing everything the Lord still had for me even though I was doing a big big chunk of it Um, and it was my husband at 39 years old after our fourth child came to me one day and he just said baby, you need to go back to grad school. This is, this is what you have always wanted to do. And I tell you what, I am a better wife, a better mother, a better friend, a better person to myself because I have something that is just mine that the Lord created me to do. Um, and I want that for all women, don't you? Oh my gosh. Because it's like, we could change the world. Yes. We can change the world. Can you just imagine every woman walking in her full Mm. identity in her full purpose like that is my heart for every listener that is on the other side of this podcast Mm. that they would fully walk in their identity and I I love Mm. I love all of the things that you talk about there's so much overlap with what we do Mm -hmm. and oh um, yeah for sure which is it's so fun and and coaching in general is very future focused and mm. oftentimes it's not viewed with a tra- uh, trauma lens. Mm. So it's something that I talk about. And even other therapists, yep. I think, have a hard time when you're coming. I think when people think when they come to see a therapist that they're all going to know about trauma mm. and think about it in the same way. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so not yeah. true. So right. something you said in the beginning that I want to just make sure that I highlight is 
you're like, I'm not for everybody. I might not be for you, mm-hmm. but let me get you to the right person. Oh, absolutely. Because your heart becomes, just like I yes. know your heart is, is I want wholeness for people, yeah. right? And if I'm not that, I'm, I'm not going to be upset about that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to believe that that person was still brought in that room in that moment to hear me say that so that we can help them find that. Yes. I will say I rarely have people take, take it up for me and I think that is because I am so real in that room Um, they often feel like it's just gifted empathy right it's Mm -hmm. gifted from the Lord I know you have it too I mean people just know you care when you walk into a room Um, they know you want to know their heart Mm -hmm. and honestly I think isn't that what I mean a we all want right but we sure want from our Yeah, I think there has been this just belief that, you know, therapy has to be in one one way, done one way. No, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do that. And for me, connection and making sure my client feels connected in that room is the most important. I always tell them that's where the growth is going to happen. That is where the Lord is going to speak to you. That is where the Lord's going to do the work with you. I just get to be a part of that journey. Um, And... (laughs) It's the best job in the world. I mean, I always say, I'm like, I, I, I always feel guilty taking money to do something that to me is so just flows out of who yeah. I am. And, and that goes back to walking in your purpose, right? Mm. I mean, there's never a day I don't look forward to going to work. There's never a day that I cannot wait to see what God's going to do in that room. The aha moments for a client, the, the tears that are going to come out of there, you know, all of it. It's like every bit of it is just so great. Yeah. I know people used to laugh at me because they're like, you just love trauma. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, I don't love what trauma is, but do I love helping people get it and getting healing? Oh yeah. Sign me up. Sign me up. Because trauma is going to happen. To everyone. To everyone. To everyone. I think that is something that I say, you are not going to get out of this world um, unscathed yeah. from really hard things, right? So if we can learn how to build more resilience and learn from those things that have happened to us and create support, community, heal our body, then yeah. guess what we get to go do? We get to be more resilient for the next thing that's going to come because there will be like grief, right? You're not going to get out of this world without yeah. grief. So, but you get to be stronger and more alive in it yeah right yeah instead of dissociating numbed out depressed Mm -hmm. I mean who wants to live like that and I think that's why so many people are aching for healing aching for healing man that's a good phrase Mm -hmm. and it's so true people are aching for healing and something that you mentioned it was just kind of a it's a theme and because it's so who you are and something I experienced (laughs) in therapy was shame falling off of of me not being okay. So the phrase that you mentioned was, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And I think that so many of us mm-hmm. have experienced mm-hmm. that question as a child. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. I even heard it, I, I've even heard it come out of my mouth of as a parent. Of course. You know, and have had to go back and repair. And mm-hmm. it's so, I have six kids. And so 11 is my oldest and my youngest is, um, is two. And so when I was a younger mom that was unhealed, Hmm. man, like I'm having to go back 
I'm ha- and I'm even verbalizing this to him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I was unhealed when you were little, mm-hmm. and I said stuff to you that was wrong, okay. and it came from a right. place of me being broken, not you being broken. And so my prayer is that mm-hmm. God would heal those places, and that I, that He will fill in the cracks in the places where I was wrong. So I think just oh, and He does. Oh, He so, so does. I mean, He's so faithful. My goodness. I mean, that I think I love two things you said: the repair, because we know that's what secure attachment is, right? right. It's not that you're going to do it right all the time, but you're going to go back in when you don't, yeah. and you're going to connect to that person, and you're going to build that back, right? Mm-hmm. So I always say, you know, there's no way we're going to parent perfectly. First of all, we're not perfect, and second of all, none of us got that. Right. So, you know, plug for adult children of emotionally immature parents. Right. Great book. But but I would say, um, you know, I that that's the thing I'm always asking parents. So when something happened, how long did it take you to get back up into their room or get back into their space and walk through? I'm sorry. I didn't do that right. And own your part. I mean, I see so many parents that are scared to apologize to their children. Mm. You should be apologizing to your children often because you ain't doing it right all the time. Right. right? And so the repair becomes like mommy messed up. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm so sorry. I, I had an impatient attitude or I raised my voice and you know what? I need to own that, and yeah. I need to ask for forgiveness for that. That's how we model mm. helping children be able to own their stuff, Absolutely. ask for forgiveness for them. So I can't remember how we got kind of on the parenting thing, but well, I, I that is a theme. I, I, I see shame. a lot of that. Oh, shame. You know, yeah. Because you're when you're verbalizing, hey, if you have anxiety, like yeah. your brain's just working too good. Like it's just keeping you too safe, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what's going on when we have anxiety. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned like shying away from diagnosis and Mm. more into tendencies because I think what happens in the world we live in Mm. and in the culture that we live in, there's so, and especially if you've grown up in the church or you've gotten some mindsets that are maybe unhealthy in the Mm -hmm. Western evangelical world, Mm -hmm. um, I think there's just a lot of shame that comes with not being okay or not being happy or not, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it is well with my soul all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And if that's mm-hmm. coming from a disingenuous place, mm. if I'm saying it's well with my soul, but my soul is dying, mm-hmm. how do you, how do we figure that well, out? Well, and then that goes back to being real, right? Yeah. You have got to find and helping clients find connections outside of just my office. So yeah. that can sometimes be the first step for them to feel safe, to feel connected, to model and see a person in a relationship mm. that is healthy, right? But then I need you to go out there and look for that and get out of the ones Ooh. if they can't be fixed, right? And uh, what I see a lot of people do is stay way too long in a toxic, dysfunctional relationship when they're the one doing and trying everything and the other person hasn't even shown up at 1%. Yeah. How long are you going to do that? Because I promise you, you'll be exhausted. So you're spinning all your wheels on hoping to get real connection from this person when God may be bringing four other different relationships in your life that are going to bring that. But you just missed it because all you can see is this one person Mm -hmm. that is literally what you said. What did you say? Bleeding you dry, like sucking everything out of you. I see women do that a lot. I see college girls do that a lot. I think the shame, the shame of I'm not who 
people want me to be or I'm I'm messed up because of what I came from or what I've done there's a lot of sexual shame and I would just say that and guilt of the devil yeah of the devil that is how the enemy keeps us frozen right so when you said you shed off that shame I think that's a Jesus thing that happens but once it happens would you ever go back into that right you live in freedom Right. And so I think helping people understand there is another side to that because they've walked in it for so long. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they just think that's normal. Similar to what you said. It's like I grew up in this. It may not be functional or, you know, healthy, but it was normal. Right. Right. So now abnormal becomes something I've got to do different. And that's scary. And then, yeah. So they need help with that. They need coaching. They need therapy. I mean, you have you can't walk that alone. You know what I mean? I think that support and community, um, and who do you have in your life that's giving you life, not sucking it, Mm. pushing you, challenging you, spitting facts at you, Mm. um, wanting the best for you, right? This is so a Jesus conversation because literally as you're talking, I'm like, my next question's going to be about community. Because I'm like, how do we stay in this healthy place? Like, what is it that's going to keep us there? And Mm -hmm. how are we going to be able to move forward once we are in Mm -hmm. that place of freedom? And to me, it looks like community. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we know that in that book, What Happened to You, it, it talks a lot about we have to have community. We are, we are not meant to walk this journey alone. God did not create us alone. So if you are alone right now, first I want you to hear there's, there's hope. There's hope in that. There's hope. You're first not alone because Jesus is always there, right? Mm -hmm. But then start praying that he brings people into your life that can want the best for you, but in a healthy way and hold you accountable to challenging yourself and having dreams and moving Mm -hmm. forward and finding your purpose on this planet. I, I mean, it can be small. I mean, we don't have to have 30 of these people, you know, I I mean, I look at you, you you are one of those people now for me. I I think I started out as one of those for you as your therapist, but now years later, like I look at you and I am just so proud of you and also you empower me you make me excited for what's to come in in this mental health place that we're in in this city right and that's I mean we need that we also need people that just will tell us the truth in a loving way um you know I we can't control what has happened to us Mm -hmm. often but we can control how we heal and we can take personal responsibility. And I think a lot of times people want, it's easier to play a victim and it's easier to hope that somebody is just gonna make it better. But I want people to know, no, 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 you have the power to do that. It is your, take it back. Don't let people take your power. Protect at all costs your peace. I mean, and sometimes it's going to mean hard things, right? It's going to mean yeah. saying goodbye to some relationships, saying goodbye to some toxic habits. But at the end, I promise the other side is beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. So good. Thank you so much for coming. You're so I precious. already want to have like 5,000 other episodes. Yes, let's you. do this. <laughs> let's do um, it. We can do a weekly podcast. Um, I'm kind of here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm here. I'm 
like, yes, these are the conversations. These are the ones that bring freedom. These are the ones that bring healing. These are the ones that empower the world to go out and like freaking grow the kingdom. Like Mm. expand your tents, Mm y'all, because this stuff is real and it works. Mm -hmm. It so works because it's so, it's so God and it's his heart for you and it's our heart for you. So um, thank you again. I'm sure you're coming back. (laughs) I would love to anytime. So y'all, I want you to jump on over to, um, to my Instagram, Facebook page, let us know what your ahas were from this conversation because I know I already have like a million. So <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. One more thing before we go. I want to do a quick plug for our coming up brunch and learn at Rail and Rye on October 14th. I know Dana is going to be there. We, we're so excited to have you. It's going to be amazing. There's some tickets left. So hop on over and, um, and get yours. Thank you for listening to our episode today. Hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. So I have one last question before you go. What are you going to radiate this week in your life, leadership, and your pursuit of Jesus?